Hi, I'm Austin Rude. And I'm Phil Rude, and we host The Picture Show with Austin and Phil Rude. Clever name. Each week, we watch a movie and bring our discussion to the mics. You can hear my opinions and Austin's wrong opinions about everything we watch. No, you're the wrong one. Get out. The Picture Show with Austin and Phil Rude. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. Why don't you ask the animals? I just went ding, ding, ding with my mouth. <laughs> Link says, nana, nana, boo, boo. Stick your head in doo doo. But then again, it was all about me. And I love me. Even dead me. Oh, God. <laughs> oh that's all the jello horses that are dead. Listen, if you ever yeet my bowl of spaghetti across the room. <laughs> I get yeeted off a cliff. Yeah, you do. You are now listening to the world's most popular Pulp culture, radio comedy. It is Podcast 42. <laughs> Sorry I'm late. Traffic was a nightmare. Um, I see you changed the podcast room a little bit since we last recorded. <gasps> There's a giant refrigerator in here now. Is that the new beer cooler? It looks old beat up just like chris more like it looks old and beat up like your car leave my car out of this seriously what's with the fridge i don't know it just appeared here does it have an ice dispenser why would that matter to the mystery of the refrigerator because mysterious fridges with ice machines are magical that's ridiculous it has an ice machine does it have a water dispenser it has a water dispenser. Does it have Alexa built in? It does not have Alexa built in. Okay, good. What did it mean if it had an Alexa built in? Government spies. Are you people ever going to open this mysterious refrigerator with an ice machine and a water dispenser? <laughs> you know, like that? Would you rather? Yes, no, keep it. Are you people? Ever going to open this mysterious... Nope, go back to the other one. Okay. <laughs> one voice. <laughs> one voice, 124 episodes. <laughs> Are you people ever going to open this mysterious refrigerator with an ice machine and water dispenser, but no Alexa, that just appeared in your podcast studio? Are you going to talk about it all day? Eric Stoltz? Yes. Eric Stoltz, star of movies and theater. Eric Stoltz, what are you doing here? Uh, you can just call me Eric. No need to use my full name every time. Sure, but uh, Eric Stoltz, you know this is the bit that's going to go. Yeah, I figured. Eric Stoltz, what do you have in your hands? Is that beer? Ah, uh, yes, it's beer. It ain't soda pop. Eric Stoltz seems a, a little edgy. You're darn tootin' I'm edgy. I need your help to right one of the greatest wrongs in cinematic history. The making of the Meg? I liked that movie. That's because you like Jason Statham when he jumps into the water, which is about 47 times in that movie. You have your fetishes, and I have mine. No. I need your help traveling back in time 
and helping me not get fired from making Back to the Future. What part did you play in Back to the Future? I can't imagine a different cast making it. Was it George McFly? No. Was it Doc Brown? No. Oh, I know. It had to be Biff. You have a Biff quality about you. It was not Biff, and I don't have a Biff quality about me. Why would you say that? Only Biff quality people have to ask that. It was Marty McFly. No. Yes. Yes, it was. Eric Stoltz originally was hired to play Marty McFly. No, stop it, JL. I don't like it when you try to make me feel dumb. He is not joking. I was the original Marty McFly. I played Marty Edgy, depressed, and with a slight disdain for everyone around him. It was brilliant. Academy Award winning stuff. Yeah, that sounds perfect for a comedy. It was perfect. I'm a high-range actor who also happens to be known for my comedic timing. Take the butterfly effect, for example. Without my role, that movie would have been very dark. Thank God my character gave audiences a break from the tension. You mean the child molester dad that you played? Child molester? Child molester? What? Did you even see the movie? Despite Ashton Kutcher being in it? Yes, I did. Whatevs. I happen to know that. That one... And I'm pointing at you, Sabrina, can change movies from the past. I can. How did you hear about my services? My movie, Some Kind of Wonderful, was produced by John Hughes. Yeah. So you know about Purple Leaves. Yes, I know about the Purple Leaves. And for those who don't know about the Purple Leaves, it's a callback to our Ferris Bueller's Day Off episode. Not our Fairies Bueller Day Off episode. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I missed all of you this past month. <laughs> I did a tire rewrite after 28 pages. <laughs> Who are you talking to? Eric Stoltz, once you're in our podcast room, everything is recorded and audience is always listening. Well, that's unexpected. You know what else is unexpected? All the typos. <laughs> no, that's expected. Two things. One. You are holding beer and not sharing. And two, the beer cooler is about to happen so early in a Chris Penn script. <gasps> I loved Chris Penn. <laughs> <laughs> the talented Penn brother. <laughs> the bigger Penn brother. <laughs> Definitely that. Well, there was a mysterious refrigerator here, so you know it kind of worked out. Not a mystery refrigerator? <laughs> nope. Oh. You know, it's about time of one of your plot points worked. I'm what? so proud. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> JL Beer Cooler. It's cooler than you think. JL Beer Cooler. It's cooler than you drink. It's cooler than you drink. Yeah. Speaking of which, what's in it? Ah, we got a West Coast IPA from Trophy Brewing Company. It is their Gotta Go Back that has the DeLorean on the can. For a Back to the Future themed script? Yep. And what else do we have? <laughs> I was like, in the other one? <laughs> we have a gift beer from somebody. Chad, I don't know who. Chad from the Perfect Package Podcast. I was going to allude to that later. I was. Oh, I'm I sorry. thought it was part of that mystery refrigerator thing. Do you want me to edit that out? No, it's okay. It's okay. Ruin my jokes. 
You can do it anyway. No, no, I don't even know how to say this place. Mispillion River Brewing. Is that right? Sure. Yeah, we'll go with it. It's their Tangerine Mantis Milkshake-style IPA. Because Chad knows how Chris's milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. It's better than yours. Damn Damn right. right. (laughs) Um, I'm not positive, but I think that place you can't pronounce is a brew pub. I don't care. Well, join us (laughs) at the end of the episode when we rate the beers based on a six-pack, one being the worst, six being the best. This makes sense to everybody. But one lone Canadian in Kissimmee. Hey, uh, Eric Stolt. <laughs> it's like he forgot his last name. <laughs> you don't want to try the beer? No, I need to stay fresh and have a clear head if I'm going to be the star of Back to the Future again. I didn't know it was going to be a three movie deal or I wouldn't have quit, slashed, got fired. Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale didn't know it either. I mean, the studio just kind of decided to do it. Regardless, we all need to get into this time-traveling refrigerator and travel back to the making of Back to the Future and right a major wrong. You know, you would think that your time machine would be a DeLorean. Ooh, or better yet, a 1960s London police box. We already covered that topic. Well, we can cover it again. There have been two new doctors since that episode. There have? No. (laughs) I just, I read the lines that are in front of me. (laughs) There's been at least one. I've been watching. I I thought I missed something. Jodie Whittaker was the 13th doctor that did our pop quiz, actually. Oh, was she? Yeah. Well, by the time this is released, there'll be two new doctors. There won't be because this is Jodie Whittaker's last season. So unless you plan on releasing it next year, she will still be the doctor. (laughs) He's going to wait to release this until there's two new doctors. Right. <laughs> this is going to get the Dave Grohl treatment now. You know, if Game of Thrones doesn't have to do continuity, neither do we. I mean, I guess we do have a time machine. Okay, okay, okay. I'll bite. Why do we have a time machine that looks like a refrigerator in here? And didn't Indiana Jones already do this bit? They did. It will all be explained if we can just stop asking questions and get into the refrigerator. Going back in time. Going back in time. It's like Huey Lewis is here. <laughs> but not the news. Nope, just Huey Lewis. Um, I do have a question. How are you going to get that refrigerator up to 88 miles per hour? I'm not. The time-traveling refrigerator works differently. Can we, can we please just get in and go? I don't think we're all going to fit into that refrigerator. For one, it's a French door with a freezer on the bottom. That's going to be a super tight squeeze. We were fed. I took the crisper trays out. Oh, that's where I put my beer. Explains why he was holding them when he got out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love the Back to the Future movies. Doc Brown is the best. Not I in don't. The script. Huh? He's not in the script. Well, <laughs> way to interrupt there. Laura was nailing that line. <laughs> Sorry. Rude interruption. Well, I love the Back to the Future movies. Doc Brown is the best. Not in the script. I. <laughs> Sorry. Laura, we gotta go back to the future. (laughs) Yay, Doc Brown! (laughs) I've been practicing that all week, thinking I was gonna get that part. He's not in the script. Jigwats! You could have suggested it. (laughs) What does a yellow light mean? Slow down. What does a yellow... Light mean. 
Laura's going to go Nicole on us if we don't let her finish her line. (laughs) (laughs) It's my favorite uh, Christopher Lloyd bit ever. (laughs) Are we done? I'm done. Okay. I love the Back to the Future movies. Doc Brown is the best. I don't know if I want to change anything about them. I can't see you and Doc Brown having the same chemistry as Michael J. Fox had with him. Well, I didn't. That's one of the reasons why I quit slash got fired. Doc Brown is my spirit animal. Christopher Lloyd is my spirit animal. My spirit animal went up and quit on me. Mine, too. It was an anaconda. Well, I guess we should try and pack ourselves into the fridge. I'm going in first. I want the back part of the fridge. Why? Ugh, the front part smells like Hidden Valley Ranch and Spam. That is oddly specific. I had a ranch and Spam sandwich before I popped out of the fridge and made my big reveal. I don't want to be hangry later. Can you guys squeeze in a little bit more? My elbow's stuck in the butter compartment. I'm as squeezed as one can be squeezed. The meat drawer is poking me in places I don't want to be poked. How do we get this thing going? Well, first we need to shut the door. All right, it's closed. That was quick. <laughs> I think it takes longer to shut that. a fridge door. I mean, it's taken us long to do anything else in this script. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the light does turn off when you close the door. Of course it does. Why would the light stay on when you close the door? Oh, vegetables are so easily spooked by the dark. Why do you think they put a light bulb here in the first place? So you have light if you open the refrigerator in the dark? Who opens a refrigerator in the dark? Serial killers? Weirdos? Ghosts? I think not. None of those people would even use a refrigerator. Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer did. That's an inappropriate (laughs) joke, Christopher. Too soon? (laughs) Speaking of serial killers, vegetables come to our house to get moldy and never eaten. That's not true. Broccoli always gets eaten. All my child eats is vegetables. Are you people ever going to be quiet and get settled in so we can just take off already? <laughs> this must be your first time listening to the show. Yeah, I don't listen to podcasts. Yeah, me neither. Not even this show. All right. We're all scrunched in here. How do we take off? I set the coordinates using the condiment bottles. Uh, that mustard is expired. Which is uh, hard to do, by the way. I hope we make it to the right place. All right, hold on. I'm going to turn the dial on the lowest cold setting, and we will take off. Well, if this is a bumpy ride and I get sick, it is not my fault. All right, out, out, everyone, out. I'm suffocating here, and I have to throw up. Where are we? Looks like a coffee shop. It is a coffee shop. Look at that display of crawlers over there. I'm hungry. We don't have time to eat. Here, I made extra spam and ranch sandwiches for everyone. Oh, God, why? Someone point me to the restroom. Uh, Looks like it's that way. I'll be right back. This doesn't look right. I may have taken us too far back in time. Oh, look, Laura's back. That was fast. Yeah, I'm a champion at throwing up. She really is. Last time we competed, I only won the bras while Laura won the gold. You run the bras? (laughs) 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 What Olympics were we in? (laughs) 
the Bra Olympics. <laughs> Duh. That's right. It's in the name. <laughs> I got my. I had my Arbor Day bra ready for it. <laughs> she was the only one wearing one. <laughs> That's why I only got bronze. <laughs> she really is. Last time we competed, I only won the bronze while Laura won the gold. And I don't even remember competing. By the way, Laura, you have a head of lettuce stuck in your hair. Uh, great. Why couldn't we use a DeLorean again? I think it's because Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale originally made it a time-traveling refrigerator and then changed it to a car so little kids wouldn't crawl into refrigerators thinking they were time machines. Well, since they ended up using the car, maybe we should have two. Well, then we wouldn't have been able to drop that little bit of knowledge on the listener. And we wouldn't have been able to beep, 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 beep. What's with the robot noises? That's what I hear halfway through your sentences. What do you hear if I make robot noises? Oh, it just sounds like bees. Never mind that. I'm tired. I'm tense. And I smell like lettuce. This is not how I wanted to spend my Tuesday. You would have just spent your Tuesday sleeping. Which is perfect. I would have spent my Tuesday reorganizing my storage dishwasher. Storage dishwasher? Yeah. The dishwasher doesn't work, so we store Tupperware in it. What do you store in the cabinets, then? Ugh. The cabinets don't work either, so we wash dishes in them. It makes draining things a bitch, but, you know. <laughs> I can't remember uh, Eric Stoltz's voice. Oh, yeah, it's the only <laughs> voice I do. <laughs> Maybe I should just take you four back to your studio, and I'll figure this out on my own. Okay, but I guarantee results. You need a classic and beloved film suddenly altered. I'm your gal. I would just like to point out that Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale are right over there. I wonder if they'll remember us. I'm sure the writers and director of Back to the Future will have forgotten about us by now. All right, why don't we join them? Sabrina's really going to mess this movie up. We all realize this, right? I know. Sabrina, don't change the movie. It's perfect the way it is. The mall is going to end up being called No Pines Mall when she's through with it. What does that mean? Nothing. Oh, no! What? I just dropped my Easter egg. While you two are talking nonsense, we let Sabrina approach Zemeckis and Gail. You mean Zemeckis? (laughs) Yeah, sure. Whatever it is. I don't do last names. (laughs) Hello, Mr. Zemeckis and Mr. Gail. Imagine running into you two again. What are you doing here? Oh, no. The plant dusters. That's right. The plant dusters. Uh, By the way, have you met world-renowned actor and comedian Eric Stoltz? I'm not a comedian, and probably more like United States-known actor Eric Stoltz. I see you still have an Eric Stoltz agenda. Uh, slightly? Yes. Well, we were just discussing how we couldn't get Michael J. Fox for our movie, and the studio was really putting pressure on us to start filming. Yeah. Uh, we have the rest of the cast are ready to go. See, Laura? They couldn't get Michael J. Fox anyway. Well, I don't know how that can be, since he is in all three movies that I have watched over and over and over and over again. This is true. Just so you know, Eric Stoltz has just got done playing Mr. Potato Head in Mask. I, I, hold on. Wait a minute. I, I No, no, no. I did not play Mr. Potato Head. I played Rocky Dennis, a boy who is cranial dysphysial dysplasia. Yeah, I say that three times fast. It's a rare disease. <laughs> it's called Mr. Potato Head disease. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. I never saw the movie. 
Anyway, he is the perfect fit for your movie, especially if you need someone with craniodiaphysial seal dysplasia. You mean craniodiaphysial dysplasia? That too. You're Mr. Smarty Pants, aren't you? <laughs> I am. I don't have it in real life. That's why I can't say it. It was all makeup. See, I'm a method actor, so if you need me to get it, I will. No, no. We don't need that. Hmm. Well, despite my last three movies being critical successes, but not box office successes, not just a singular success, I feel like I can direct anyone. Eric Stoltz, you're hired. Sabrina, what did you do? They didn't have Michael J. Fox anyway. They didn't really change anything. What were your last three movies? Used Cars, 1941, and I Want to Hold Your Hand. Yeah, and Steven Spielberg had a hand in all of them. I feel bad. I want to give him a winning project. I think Back to the Future is going to be it, despite all the studios turning it down. It's a winner, despite what the studios say. By the way, what do you think of these crawlers? They're so bad. Not only are they hard, that's what she said, I'm pretty sure they are like two days old. My dad loves crawlers. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's how I got the idea for Back to the Future in the first place. Since your dad likes them so much, why didn't you call the movie Auntie M Feeds Farmhands? What does that mean? Don't worry about it. It's a deep dive. Well, to be honest, the crawlers really had nothing to do with my inspiration for the movie. I was at my parents' house the other day, and I was flipping through my dad's high school yearbook. Oh, yeah? Did he have a lot of signatures in it? You know, Mr. Gale, stay in touch, our class rocks. Watch out for tornadoes, love Dorothy. I hope your son doesn't write the movie 1941, etc. Why would they call him Mr. Gale in the yearbook? I don't know what his first name is. Mark. His first name is Mark. It really doesn't matter to my story. Anyway, he played the violin and he was class president. I didn't know that about my dad. He was the freaking class president. So? Are you upset because he might have been a Republican? A violin playing Republican? I don't think they have political parties in high school. Sure. Tell that to the future rent is too damn high party of America's. I was the secretary of mine in high school. Sabrina... Let the man talk. Okay. No. I was thinking that I didn't really know my high school class president. Like, you didn't know if you had one? Seems like that's something you would know or not know. Unless you were one of those kids whose day consisted of shop, study hall, lunch, gym, and the end of the day with a second shop class. Sabrina. Okay. No. I knew we had a class president. I just wasn't friends with him. Or even talk to him. Like, in passing in the hallway, or in shop class. So I get me thinking, so I... So I <laughs> You're a pirate? So it got me thinking. What if I traveled back in time to when my dad was in high school? So you could make ashtrays and birdhouses together in shop class? Oh my god, someone get this girl a Spam and Ranch sandwich and put it in her mouth so she'll stop talking. No! That's okay, I'll be quiet! I was thinking more of, would my dad and I have been friends if we were in high school together? Would we hang out, bully freshmen, pick up girls, spend a Saturday in detention with a jock, a beauty, a brainiac, and a rebel? I don't know. But I think you might have come up with an idea for a movie. 
I was thinking that too, Robert. A bunch of kids spend a Saturday in detention from all different cliques, and then find out in the end they have more in common with each other than they thought. I just need some sort of catchy song to tie it all together. Speaking of catchy songs, we are going to need one for our movie about a teenager that time travels back to when his parents are in high school and his mom accidentally falls in love with him instead of falling in love with his dad. Oh, and he loves rock and roll and skateboarding. We just need a catchy song to tie all that together. Yeah, I guess that could work too. Maybe it's a powerful song or a love song. Like a powerful song. A powerful love song. On the love of power, I don't know, I'm just spitballing. Well, all of that you can work out on your own, because you have your new star now, Eric Stoltz. So, why don't we go back to the time machine, now that Sabrina's messed up movie history again? I prefer the term, enhanced. You guys can go on on your own, I'm, I'm gonna hang out here with my two new best friends. Hey, can I have a crawler? That's cool. Uh, everyone to the fridge. At least there will be one less crowded. I can't wait to get home. Christopher, this is not home. No, this is an office at the Columbia Picture Studio. I may have messed up the coordinates. I've never GPSed my catch-up before. Give me a break. Uh, that's where you went wrong. To get home, it was mustard, mustard, mayo, relish. No ketchup. Well, then why didn't you plug in the coordinates? Um, my condiment license is suspended for not shaking the bottles up before squirting too many times. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Too much condiment pee. Condiment pee? Yeah, mm-hmm. condiment pee. It's when you squeeze the ketchup or something and all that comes out is water. Hate to interrupt, but Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale just walked into the office over there. Why don't we follow them? Bob and Bob, welcome. Who are these people? I don't know. Who are you people? You know us. We were just at the diner together. You know, meeting one's father in high school and eating crawlers. Bob! Did you tell someone else about your idea for this movie? I did not! I only discussed it with you! I think we traveled further back in time. Technically, we haven't met them at a diner yet. We're interns! Don't mind us! We're just going to, um, dust these fake potted plants! Is it normal for the plants to be dusted while script pitches are going on? No, but they are here, so just dust the plants quietly, please. No problem. Three of us will. Here are some crawlers for you to have while you discuss the movie idea. Um, thanks? How does she know about the movie? I... I don't know. Just ignore them. Now, I have read the script, and I have some concerns. Why is it set in the 1950s, mostly? Are people going to relate to that? We set it in the 1950s because it was the rise of rock and roll and teenage culture. And our hero is into rock and skateboarding. And this Marty McFly has to go back in time and find his way back to the future? Yes. Uh, that's where the title comes from. We have an actor in mind to play Marty. Michael J. Fox. Eric Stoltz. What? Nothing. Sabrina just sneezed. I did not. Eric Stoltz is the guy you want. We definitely want Michael J. Fox. We're having a hard time negotiating with the producers of Family Ties for the use of him. What's Family Ties? Oh, it's a sitcom television series that aired on NBC. 
premiered on September 22nd, 1982, and ended on May 14th, 1989. The show reflected on the move of the country from the freedom of the 1960s and 1970s to the conservative 80s. This was expressed through the relationship between young Republican Alex P. Keaton, played by Michael J. Fox, and his ex-hippie parents, Stephen and Elise Keaton, played by Michael Gross and Meredith Baxter. Thank you for getting that in the under 30-second mark. You're welcome. How did you know it ended in 1989? It's only 1982. Time-traveling refrigerator. By the way, the show has won, or will win, multiple awards, including three Emmys for Michael J. Fox as outstanding lead actor in a comedy series. They know about the time-traveling refrigerator. Uh, you could change it to time-traveling Ford Pinto instead. Uh, you can have that, free of charge. Sabrina, no! Isn't that what they used in the movie? No, it was a 81 DeLorean. Oh, my bad. <laughs> anyway, this end scene where they have to get the time machine to the Nevada nuclear testing facility to power it back up, it's going to be too expensive. You may need to come up with a different ending. I know. You could have lightning strike the Eiffel Tower and they power up the Pinto that way. Or clock tower and DeLorean. Hmm. I'm liking some of these ideas. Not all of them, but some. I'm not sure about using a DeLorean. Pinto is much safer car. Besides, wasn't John DeLorean the guy who sold cocaine to keep his company from going bankrupt? I guess that doesn't matter. I did a bunch of blow before coming in the office today myself. So we make a few tweaks and what do you think? Well, I like it except this script is not sexual enough. Sexual enough. Did you see the incest scene? With Marty and his mom in the car? Yes, yes, I did. Listen, right now, sexually driven teen comedies are where it's at. The more lewd, the better. You know, films like Porky's, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Porky's 2, Revenge of the Nerds, Porky's 3, Porky's 4, Porky's 5. <laughs> I think we get it. You can shop this around to all the studios, but you're, I think you're going to get the same answer. I would try Disney if I were you. Disney? Yeah, that seems more like family material. As a matter of fact, the studio representative happens to be here. I'll call him in. Walt! Walt! Do you think it's the Walt? No, Disney died in 1966. Hello, did you call? No, it's not him. (laughs) He sounds just like Zemeckis. Yeah. That guy looks like a 12-year-old Tim Allen. He's even wearing a tool belt. These two gentlemen have a script they're trying to shop. It's a comedy about time travel. That sounds like something we would make. Yes, yes, it's about a family. We like family. And the son goes back in time and makes out with his mom in a car. Wait, what? But in the end, he makes it back home and his family is all for the better for it. Do you think the good people at Disney are going to produce a film about incest? It's not about incest. The son is making out with his mom in the back of a car. You need to take that whole Marty and his mom thing out of the movie. If we did that, there is no plot to the movie. We do sound the same. (laughs) I told you. (laughs) Well, I'm Robert Walt Zemeckis. (laughs) And I'm Walt Robert Disney Jr. 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 <laughs> Sorry. It's, no, it's a hard no from us. What do we do now? No studio wants to make this. Columbia and Disney were the last two to look at the script. We keep trying to get this movie made somehow. What you need to do is get your movie straight cred up. You know, direct a hit film. 
I'm working on this movie called Romancing the Stone. It looks promising. I don't understand. If the movie studios don't want to see two humans kissing, why would they want to see someone wine and dine a rock? Is that the Thing's original story? Might have been his origin story, but... <laughs> Is that the Thing's origin story? I just don't understand how you know about Fantastic Four's thing and not about Romancing the Stone. And that street cred movie he needed was Romancing the Stone. Yeah, it has Danny DeVito in it. It's not about making out with a rock. It also starred Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner. It's basically it's a, a uh, treasure hunting film. It's an adventure comedy. Yeah, they make out with the rock. <laughs> <laughs> they smell what he's cooking. <laughs> I once went on a treasure hunt, but this hunt wasn't local. It was national. So you traveled across the country? No, just D.C. Your countrywide treasure hunt was just in D.C. Yeah. Naturally, the treasure was there. That's why they called it the National Treasure. Are you telling me you hunted for the Declaration of Independence like the Nick Cage movie? No, silly. I hunted for the Book of Secrets. I found it, too. That's just great. I tried to read it, but stopped on page 47. I lost the bark in Georgia, I think. Somewhere in Albert County, I think. Obscure references, but it checks out. Why don't we get back into the refrigerator and jump ahead in time for about, I don't know, four years? I don't want to get back in the refrigerator. My elbows smell like sour cream. It's the only way we can travel. Otherwise, we have to live in 1982 for the rest of our lives. And Duran's Duran's Hungry Like the Wolf won't be released for like another three months. What does that have to do with anything? Nothing really. It just shows off my superior 80s music knowledge. Back to the fridge. I think I'm going to throw up again. Wait! How am I supposed to wait? I just can't wait to throw up. No way! Guess what? We're in Steven Spielberg's office! The Steven Spielberg? No, Stevie Spielberg from Daytona. You know, the one that owns the Dunkin' Donuts franchise on 5th? Eh, that's disappointing. No, Sabrina, it's the real Steven Spielberg. Oh, okay. Whew, that's a relief. And a disappointment. I could go for a donut right now. Boston cream. So many emotions. Considering he is sitting at his desk right over there, this shouldn't have been much of a discussion. Aww, he is playing with an E.T. doll. Or an old rutabaga. I can't tell the difference. It's Zemeckis and Gale. Oh no, what are you four doing here? Don't tell me. You're here to dust the plants. No. Uh, yes. Bob and Bob, how are you guys doing? Oh, I didn't see you four strangers over there. I was busy playing with my rutabaga. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a he's an old Jewish guy? He's an he's, old Jewish guy. He's an old Jewish guy from, like, Chicago, apparently. <laughs> right, Chicago Jews are the best. <laughs> Technically, I think that makes him Polish. <laughs> oh, Polish Jews are the best. <laughs> Just ignore them. They're plant dusters. Oh, good. I need those things dusted. <laughs> okay, kill Dracula. <laughs> it's going to change every time you keep it up. It's going to change every time. <laughs> Steven, is this a bad time? No, not at all. 
I was just thinking about my past movies. See, as E.T., the extraterrestrial, has done so well, and let's see. There was Jaws, a hit. Close Encounters, a hit. Raiders of the Lost Ark, a hit. 1941, oh, not a hit. Used Cars, weird, not a hit. And I Want to Hold Your Hand, who has even heard of that movie? I see. Okay, we'll just go in then. Just want to say hi. No, you didn't, Bob. What's up? Oh, me? No, the other Bob. Robert, why did you come up to see me, really? Remember that script I showed you four years ago? The one where the son makes out with his mom. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. He actually doesn't make out with his mom. He just gets close to making out with his mom. Right, right. What about it? I got some street cred now with Romancing the Stone. I was wondering if you might be interested in producing Back to the Future. Hmm. Very interesting offer. I do have this new production company I started called Amblin Entertainment. We just had two hugely successful films, E.T. and Poltergeist, by the way. A great start for the company. Really, two big wins of movies. Gotcha. Okay, we will see ourselves out. No, wait. I haven't said no yet. I'm thinking maybe I can scam some elderly ladies out of their money to produce Back to the Future, and when it fails, I'll just cook the books to, you know, make a profit for myself as the movie goes bust. Wait a minute. I still don't understand the plot of that play. <laughs> he just explained it. You're not a fan of Mel Brooks, that's all. No, I'm joking. I love the script. This is the winner. Let's do it. And they filmed the movie, and it was a hit, and life got back to normal until 2020. The end. Now let's go back home so I can take a nap. Wait, what? We've only just begun to tell the story. And yet we've learned nothing except that curlers are bad for some unknown coffee shop in 1981. Or crawlers, because you don't eat curlers. <laughs> curlers. <laughs> crawlers. You mean All right. And yet we've learned nothing except that... Crawlers. Crawlers are bad at some unknown coffee shop in 1981. You don't know what a crawler is? I know what they are. I don't know how to say them. There's a difference. Okay. I had to look up and see the ver- uh, like, uh, uh, uh. pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> Practiced it a lot, and I'm still not sure I've said it right. <laughs> None of you have said it right, but who am I to judge? Crawlers. How do you say them? Crawlers. 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 They're crawlers. Crawlers. They're crawlers. According crawlers. to the dictionary, crawlers is correct. Crawlers. You're from New York. That's from, why he says it wrong. I'm from Buffalo. I'm from like a suburb of Canada. <laughs> He's from a chicken wing. <laughs> I believe they're Canadian and in origin. I don't know. Listen, we, we only have Tim Hortons and you go there to get the good stuff. The crawlers. No, you get soup there. And, and some coffee. Timbits. Not for breakfast. Oh, wait. Either way, I didn't think that those crawlers looked that bad. I still have some. You want one? No, Sabrina. How many did you take? Never mind that. What I mostly want... Is to not be traveling in the time machine refrigerator. Why don't we go out for some lunch to celebrate? Seems odd. Why? You don't celebrate things with the food consumption? No, that's not it. It's just that it's 8 in the morning. Is it? Okay, then let's celebrate at the International House of Pancakes. (laughs) I could go for a good overseas pancake right now. Everyone, follow me. It's weird that you wrote that Spielberg thinks that the IHOP serves pancakes from other countries. <laughs> weird or brilliant? Weird. I'm not getting back in the time machine. I have to agree. It's not a good form of travel. Then how do you suggest we progress? I know. I once read that Spielberg kept a 126 scale working model of the spaceship from Close Encounters. It's small, but still bigger than a refrigerator. And it travels through time? Yeah, if you have the right pilot, and you are looking at the right pilot. Right here. You know how to pilot a fictional spaceship? 
Yes, I do. Sure. Okay, then. Uh, can we see your fictional spaceship pilot's license? Sure thing. Let's take a look. Yep. Just as expected, she has a fictional spaceship pilot's license. Where did you get that from? The University of Phoenix. I spent six months of nightly online classes to get this. I graduated first in my class, by the way. Out of how many? One and a half. Half? Tragic story. I'm feeling spunky today. What's the story? Well, there were two of us enrolled to start the course. Wait a minute. Two full people? Of course, weirdo. Okay. And John, his name was John, got into a lumber mill accident halfway through. (laughs) Why does it sound like he crashed a plank? (laughs) (laughs) Well, they were flying fictional spaceships. It was covered in the course jail. (laughs) He got cut down straight through the middle. And he survived? Well, one of them survived. One of them? Yeah. They were conjoined twins who happened to both be named John. (laughs) What? I mean, I guess technically there were three of us to start this semester. Wait. What are we talking about again? I'm so confused. Oh, well, JL thinks we can use the spaceship replica to time travel in. Okay. Does anyone have any aspirin? Here. Where do you think he might keep that spaceship? Prop room. And right over there is the prop room door. The one John was such a sweetheart. The other John? Ugh, don't get me started. Enough of the two Johns. Now technically one John. He's very long, by the way. Long? Yeah. He is one long John. Silver. Oi, matey! <laughs> that was his last name, Silver. Let's... <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to the ship, shall we? And move this episode along. We said that four (laughs) hours ago. Wow, that fictional spaceship was way more comfortable. But you're probably still feeling motion sickness, I bet. Oh, of course. Yeah. We're in another office. The name on the door says Sidney Scheinberg. Universal Pictures had of bad ideas. Oh, my dream job! Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the phone. Let's listen. Hello, Steven Spielberg. Yes. Yes. Hold on. Are you here to dust the plants? Um. <laughs> yeah. Don't mind us. I didn't even. I didn't even know this was a real profession. Uh, just, just carry on. I guess. Uh, sorry about that. The plant dusters just walked in. Uh, how's your family, Steven? Yes, I see. Okay. Okay, well, the reason why I'm calling you is that we did indeed secure the rights to Back to the Future from Columbia Pictures. Yes, yes, it's good news. Uh, a few things, though. It needs uh, more sexuality. Yes, yes, I did read the incest scene. And uh, also, Stephen, I want the title changed to Spaceman from Pluto. No. No, Steven, it's not a joke. And I want to change all the characters' names and throw in a bunch of Star Wars references. What's that, Steven? You'll do all of that? Great! Let's make a movie. You have $14 million to do it with. That, Steven, is a good egg. Man of his word. With all my suggestions, this is going to be a great movie. I don't remember seeing that version of the movie. 
Sabrina, did you have something to do with this? No, it wasn't me this time. That's because Spielberg told him he was going to do that and then didn't change a thing except for some character names and some budget cuts. It's kind of uh, like when Chris says we are talking about Mike Tyson tonight and we show up to a Back to the Future episode. Are you saying Mike Tyson wasn't in Back to the Future? Oh my gosh. Mike Tyson was not in Back to the Future. He wasn't even in there any way. No, Chris. You know he wasn't. Let's go see the filming. You know how I like to see the filming of the movie. Oh yeah, we do. No more changes, though. You've made enough. Yeah, I still get weirded out every time I watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off and see those purple leaves in the background. Now that I know they are there, I can't unsee them. You're welcome. And you're not weirded out about seeing yourself and Sabrina on the parade float singing back up to Twist and Shout? Just seeing myself on the float, yes. Although I do look cute in a treyoc. I look good in a beer dress. That's what a treyoc is. That's what it's called. Oh, I thought you broke out in Klingon for a moment. Sometimes you do that. I never do that. Sometimes you do. I don't even know how to speak Klingon. I beg to differ, and I will prove it. What does mean? I have no idea, Sabrina. That is exactly (laughs) what it means. Means I have no idea, Sabrina, in Klingon. You have been outed. You know you're not going to win. Or, as the Klingons say, which <laughs> have I have you never seen an episode of Star Trek? <laughs> how have you never seen Star Trek? <laughs> I've avoided. I don't know. They're how more like rock, 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 Okay, well now that I know. Okay. And then they pull out the bat lift, and it's like ting, ting, <laughs> and it looks like that scene from the Cable Guy when they're in medieval times. <laughs> See, that's the sound I was making, but you said it was wrong. They're more guttural. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's like when I saw like Cal Drago. Do I need to go back? No, no. No, no, it's okay. okay. Just picture Cal Drago, you okay. know, you know. Right, so swallow everything. That's what she said. <laughs> or as the Klingons say, Did you throw up? <laughs> she spit. I was doing Taz. <laughs> Which translates to you know you're not going to win. You know, maybe you're the one that speaks Klingon. No. Oh, but that's what it says. <laughs> oh, I am. That is how I knew you spoke it. I could tell by your accent. Uh, I, don't, I don't think she has a Klingon accent. I believe that's a hangry accent. Ooh, I love that song. Hangry Heart. It's Klingon for hangry. Or that's just bulimia. <laughs> I'm here for the inappropriate jokes. (laughs) Well then, we better time travel because I'm frustrated now. To the time saucer! Well, we are here on the set. It's filmed on a back lot. That's pretty cool. Uh, Bob and Bob are over there. I see Christopher Lloyd in full costume as Dr. Emmett Doc Brown. Love that man, by the way. And Crispin Glover as George. And Eric Stoltz. Damn! I thought it would change organically maybe it will where's michael j fox i don't understand uh looks like zemeckis and gail are talking about it right now let's listen man i really wish we could have gotten michael j fox he was always my first pick for this role we have to let that go we couldn't work out a deal with the producers or family ties to let him out of his schedule i can't believe the studio forced us to get someone else or no movie you said you could make this work my ego said i could and eric stoltz is a great actor 
But man, he has no comedic timing. True. He is playing this role really seriously. He is making Marty McFly out to be depressed. Marty isn't depressed. He is curious and energetic. I know. When Eric Stoltz suggested Marty have a scene where he sits in his room in the dark with a ton of candles lit around him, listening to Pink Floyd's The Wall, I was like, no, Marty would not do that. He asked me if Marty could wear eyeliner and comb his hair down over his forehead. So did Christopher Lloyd, but Lloyd is killing it. I think we're going to have to reshoot this whole thing. That will cost about $3 million. Right, but I don't know how this film is going to work this way. Sabrina, you have to fix this. Okay, okay. Let me talk to Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz! Eric Stoltz! Yeah, that'll get him to come over. What is he, a dog? <laughs> come here, boy. <laughs> come here, Eric Stoltz. Come here, Eric Stoltz. I'm singing more like Zachary. You Zachary come? Binks. What? I'm here. What are the plant dusters doing on set? We don't even have any plants in this scene. What we are doing is saving your movie. Huh? What's up, Sabrina? I'm trying to work here. Have you ever seen a spaceship? No! Where? Come with me! Where did they go? We are back. Eric Stoltz, go talk to the directors. Uh Uh-oh. Eric Stoltz just left that flying saucer and is heading our way. Hey, guys. Uh, I don't think this role is really working out for me. Okay, we completely understand. Really? You do? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we can let you go from your contract. No worries. Thanks. No more of this comedy bullcrap. Right, right. Good luck, Eric Stoltz. Take care, Eric Stoltz. How did you get him to quit? I asked myself, WWJLD. Uh, what's WWJLD? What would JL do? Well, you didn't do that because Eric Stoltz did not look pissed as hell after you talked to him. Right? I took him to the future and showed him all the dramatic roles he gets to play from Grey's Anatomy to the Butterfly Effect to Madam Secretary. That was pretty smart. And you saved my movie. Bob and Bob, you should think about going to get your uh, Teen Wolf. How are we going to do that? I know. We're going to beg. Off to Gary Goldberg, the producer of Family Ties Office. How are we going to get there? We need to get there fast. Well, we happen to have a time-traveling flying saucer. We can give you a lift. Sure. We'll take you up on that. Did you need to dust the plants at Goldberg's office? Is that why you were going there? Yeah, yeah, something like that. You know, the movie seems back on track. I really think we should stop pushing our luck and just head home. Besides, didn't you guys read my shirt? It says Tuesdays are for napping. Oh, come on. It'll be fun. Hurry. Bob and Bob, what are you guys doing here? And who are those other people? Oh, uh, they are the plant dusters. Oh, good. The ferns are over there in the corner. Oh, goody. We have come to beg for Michael J. Fox. We really need him for our movie. He is the centerpiece. Tell them you want the human version, not the wolf version. I think they know that. And he's not a wolf in real life. Just that one movie. Oh, okay, good. Listen, I'll tell you what. I'll let Michael read the script. And if he wants to do it, we will figure something out. Michael. You called? Uh, These fellows are making a movie about kissing your mom. I'll do it. You didn't read the script. No, I love it. Best thing I've ever read! Okay, you can have Michael, but Family Ties comes first. That means you have to shoot your movie at night. 
and on the weekend. That's fine. It's the same schedule I have with my ex-wife and the kids. What we'll do is pick up Michael from the studio in this station wagon I have. It has a bed in the back. Why do you own a station wagon with a bed in the back? I lived in it when I was in film school, and um, I also used it for chicks. I see. So between family ties and Back to the Future, we'll probably be working, Michael, 23 hours a day. That should be doable. Seems fair. Are you okay with that, Michael? Of course! If it makes you feel any better, we are not going to make the deadline on the shooting schedule, and I'll have to work you around the clock to edit it. These are going to be rough schedules, but we can do this! Did you ever notice the British say schedule instead of schedule? Who says that? The British. Yeah, so? It's just funny. Schedule. Schedule. Like, privacy over privacy. Or like, garage instead of garage. Okay, well, none of this has anything to do with Back to the Future. What? Only Sabrina can go off on tangents? Uh, actually, yes. It's in my contract, which I have right here. You carry your contract with you? Yes, JL. Some of us don't have tenure like you. Anyway, page four, section two, and I quote, Sabrina Pierre has exclusive rights to script tangents first and has the right to accept or pass on such tangents. If passed, another cast member's eligible to pick up such said tangent at 30% less funny delivery. Oh, so that's why we gave it to Chris. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, uh, I accidentally broke contract. What does that mean? Well... According to Section 13, anyone who breaks contract must grovel at my feet. I'm not groveling at your feet. Grovel at my elbows, then. I'm not groveling at your elbows, either. Then I demand fishbowl facts. Fishbowl facts. That I can do. Fishbowl fact number one. When Marty dressed in his Darth Vader costume to scare George into going along with the plan, the cassette he used was labeled Edward Van Halen, as opposed to the band's actual name, Van Halen. Turns out the band denied the filmmaker's request to use their music. I don't know why you're raising your hand, but Eddie I have Van Halen. To say. But Eddie Van Halen agreed to perform a few guitar licks on his own. He doesn't wear a Darth Vader costume. He wears the um, hazmat suit. Hazmat suit. Right. Yes, it's supposed like to be. Darth it's supposed to be Darth Vader. But yeah, but he wears a hazmat suit. Okay, but he's pretending to your be. Your fishbowl facts are wrong. He's pretending to be Darth Vader from. From Vulcan. I understand who he's pretending to be, but it is a hazmat suit. All right, read so your... best you could come up with in the f- past. Read your stuff. Fishbowl fact number two. When Marty and Doc are talking to the train conductor in night in night in eighteen eighty five about how fast a locomotive can go, you see the clock tower being unloaded in the background. Everybody knows that. All caps. Fishbowl fact number three. Marty McFly and Doc became friends when Marty snuck into his lab as a teen and ended up with a part-time job. That what was, was his job? Pretty good self-control. Part-time. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be part-time. I have another one with all caps. He too. got laid off. Yeah. Fishbowl fact number four. In the opening sequence that shows dozens of clocks, there's one clock that depicts a man hanging off the minute hand. Just as Doc would do later in the movie. What? Spoilers. No, that's foreshadowing. <laughs> Some people might not have seen this movie. That's what I do. I, I foreshadow events in movies. Do you? Spoil them. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? I do. Fishbowl fact number five. When George McFly pours an overflowing bowl of peanut brittle and gets a disgusted look from Marty, it turns out it was from a deleted scene in which the father of a little girl on a softball team bullies George into buying the brittle as a fundraiser. 
Ah, uh, while Marty yells to tell him no. I don't get that one. It's a deleted scene. Fishbowl fact number six. Ronald Reagan quoted Back to the Future in his eight, nine, why do I want to switch the years? <laughs> you're, you're dyslexic. I am. Ronald Reagan quoted Back to the Future in his 1986 State of the Union, and that's probably why he's like the best president. He it, quotes movies. Is he though? Well, he quotes movies, and therefore, in my book, that makes him pretty awesome. Maybe at the time, that was the only thing he could remember. The actor? I told you, I'm here for inappropriate jokes. Touche. Fishbowl fact number seven. Doc Brown originally had a pet chimpanzee in Back to the Future. I got dibs on Steve Carell when we do the Steve Carell episode. (laughs) You do realize that now people don't understand why you're screaming at them. While they're driving down the road. It's all in caps. Chris wanted me to put a lot of emphasis. Emphasis. Emphasis in there. I'm not good with syllables. (laughs) Which is why I yell. Fishbowl fact number eight. Elijah Wood's first big screen appearance came in 1989, where he played the kid playing the arcade game Wild Gunman in the Cafe 80s. Oh, so that's what he did before North. Yep. And... Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. He was in Lord of the Rings. I always forget that he was Frodo. Weird transition there. Uh, But why don't we jump ahead to the release of the movie and see how well it did? We know how well it does. It's a classic. You know, I'm a numbers guy. Plus, I want to drive the time machine this time. We need to hurry. See this picture I have of the four of us? We are starting to fade away in it. I don't remember posing for that picture. Me neither. Oh, you did. About six months ago. We were in the podcast studio. Anyway, the point is, if we don't get back to the future, it will be like we never existed. It's like we are emo. Whoa, I am emo. Then you know what I'm saying. Fine, let's go. Where are we? Uh, Looks like Chuck E. Cheese. Bob and Bob sure like to meet in some strange places. It's the 80s, you know. Arcades and stuff like this were big. What was big in the 40s? I don't know, JL. I wasn't born yet. Okay, the 30s then. Anyone have a token? (laughs) I want to play (laughs) Pac-Man. Maybe we should wait and pay attention to what Zemeckis and Gale are saying instead. Ugh, you guys again? What are you doing here? There are no plants in a Chuck E. Cheese. Right, it's our day off. How did the movie do? It did great. Despite the fact that Michael J. Fox could do no publicity on the movie, we are number one in the box office. It grossed $11 million. At this rate, we should make $383 million worldwide. And I have a feeling you'll be nominated for four Academy Awards, Best Original Screenplay, Best Original Song for Huey Lewis and the News, Power of Love, Best sound mixing and best sound effects mixing. That one doesn't get nominated. Really? You don't think best picture or actor? Maybe supporting actor? No. Best sound effects mixing might just be your bread and butter. (laughs) Sabrina, what are you doing? I'm playing since you wouldn't let me play the real thing. And now, thanks to you, I just got eaten by a ghost. Here! Here's a token. Go play Pac-Man. I don't want to play Pac-Man anymore. I want to play Cubert. Well, go play Cubert then. By myself? Yes. I only have one token. I want to play
play by myself. Well, find a friend. This place is crawling with kids. Okay. Chris, that was mean. I'm going to go get her. You guys don't move. Oh, we won't. I mean it. Understood. The studio just called. They want a sequel. That's weird. You don't have a cell phone. No, I have a beeper. They sent me a series of numbers that translates to what I just told you. Well, it makes sense that you would want a sequel with the way we ended it. I had never planned for there to be a sequel. Well, I guess. We need to go back to the future again. This should be easy. I have to finish filming Who Framed Roger Rabbit first. Let's go. Are we following? Of course, into the spaceship. I just heard the time-traveling sound effect. They left, didn't they? Uh, I think so. But good news is that I made a friend. Say hi to Marky. Hi, lady. Don't talk to me, kid. Aww. Haha, just joking. Get in, ladies. Right. Sure you were. Thanks for not leaving. You should thank me for remembering to come back. Yeah, we went and watched the Civil War for a few years. It was really gruesome. Which one? Which one? Yeah, the 2020-21 one or the earlier one? Well, regardless of what years it was, I'll tell you this. Spoiler alert, the Union won. Those aren't spoilers. That's foreshadowing. (laughs) Yeah. So the 2021 one. You guys should not spoil things like this. No, they are talking about the earlier one. And we already know who won because you don't drink sweet tea, Sabrina. Oh, yeah. Hey, can I come with you guys? Sorry, kid, but you must be this tall to ride. Boo, you guys suck. Bye, Marky. Next time, practice more on Cubert because I beat you so bad. I crushed your seven-year-old ass. It wasn't even a challenge. Well, my name's Why Marky, and you don't even know. My name's Marky, not Mikey. Loser. I'm going to grow up and invent poking and then... Put your Facebook page in jail. We don't care, Mikey Marky. Bye. <laughs> Where are we? It looks like a think tank meeting room. Hey, there's the Mechas and Gale over there. I guess we should start pretending to just plants. My guess is that they are trying to figure out how to do Back to the Future 2 and 3. I believe Eric Stoltz is here too. No way! So, this time we should focus on time paradoxes from the original movie. I agree. Eric Stoltz, what are you doing here? All of the original cast is signed back on to do Back to the Future 2 and 3. Everyone except Crispin Glover, that is. I'm here to play George McFly. I thought I'd give this comedy thing another chance. I've been practicing jokes... In the mirror at home. Do you want to hear one? Sure, Eric Stoltz. Let's hear what you got. What do you call an existential lithanthrope? What? A Y-Wolf. Why don't we just write the character of George McFly out of the script? A Y-Wolf? Um, thanks, Eric Stoltz. Like Bob said, we're just going to write that part out. A y- uh, you know what I could play? I could be a multi-dimensional, time-traveling serial killer that just pops in and kills George and then pops out again. And then Marty and Doc could spend the rest of the movie hunting me down. Sounds like a great plot, but not really a comedic plot. Oh, it will be funny because in the last scene when Marty kills my character, only to find out it was really a future version of himself all along. Oh, the Irony. Uh, security, uh, can we show Mr. Eric Stoltz the exit, please? No need. I'll, I can show myself out. You'll be sorry when this movie flops. Don't come crying to me when you need more comedy gold dug up. Where's my assistant, Morty? Uh, why didn't Glover come back? They offered him less money than the other actors because he kept demanding things that ate up the film's budget. But I remember George being in the movie. They had a stand-in that looked like Glover. 
playing George, and then they used camera and lighting tricks to do the rest of the work. And that is why I sued the pants off Back to the Future 2. I did not give permission for anyone to use my likeness in the movie. When the hell did Eeyore get here? <laughs> Have you ever never listened to Crispin Glover? That's what he sounds like. I loved you in River's Edge, by the way. Where did you come from? That doesn't matter. Listen, I'm currently playing Mr. World in American Gods, and while I am full method in this character, I have all the powers he has, so I can just appear wherever I want to. Gotcha. Since you're a god, can I have a blueberry muffin? I'm starving. I ate all the crawlers already. That's all you want? A single muffin? That is what you request from a god? Oh, actually... Make it four blueberry muffins, one for each of us. That is a more fitting request. Here are four blueberry muffins. Now I must get back to destroying Odin. Toodles. What a nice guy he was. Now that Glover has sued the movie and been paid off, let's write the movie as an alternate universe where Biff is in charge. Yes, that works. And also gives a reason why Doc and Marty need to go there at all. We need some sort of plot device to have Biff be in charge, but I don't know what. I'm thinking, though. While you're thinking, I'm going to make like a tree and leaf through this sports almanac. Someone left lying around. It's pretty cool. It's full of information on what sports teams won what and sports ball player stats. Really useful information. I wish I could go back in time and bet on some of this stuff. I'd be super rich right now. Can you stop talking? I'm trying to think. Oh. Sorry. Whatever plot we decide on, I just want it not to be a bleak and dystopian future. I want it to be like today, just cooler and with sequels to famous movies like Jaws 19 or something. Thanks for the fan service. By the way, we want a part two and a part three, so you may want to keep that in mind. Hey guys, I have the whole month off to film Back to the Future 2. It's going to be great. I won't have to work all those crazy hours like I did last time. Your star is a month off. We should take advantage of that and shoot these two movies back to back. Great. Now we have to write two movies. Michael, let's say we're going to do a third film. What time period would you like it set in? I don't know. I'm thinking the year 2020 sounds really cool. Or maybe January 6, 2021. What if we go to the past? Oh, that's easy. Cowboy times. I look good in chaps and spurs. I also look good in chaps and spurs. Sabrina, you had such good ideas last time. Why don't you help us write these two movies? Oh, for sure. I say we get out of here and then pick her up later. It's about time. Nap world, here I come. Okay, so what if we have a time-traveling murder robot come and try to kill Marty McFly because he is the leader of a revolution that would destroy the robot's in the future. Oh my god, she's gonna destroy my movies again. Don't worry about it. They may actually turn out better this time. And the creature can see them, but they can't see it because it's camouflaged with technology from like another world and some of the robots are melty and there is a crane and if you look really hard, you can see Arnold's pee-pee. But only if you look really hard. The end. <laughs> what do we need if you look really hard? <laughs> Steroids. Well, I can't tell if we're at three and a half hours. <laughs> or so why don't we open the beer cooler again?
All right, Jay, remind us what's in here. We got from Trophy Brewing Company a West Coast IPA. Gotta, gotta go back. It has a DeLorean on it. It does. It actually has a time machine DeLorean on it, so not just any DeLorean. They should have put a fridge. And what's the other one? (laughs) (laughs) From the Spring River (laughs) Brewing, it's their Tangerine Mantis. It's a milkshake-style IPA. All right, Laura, why don't you go first? Um, I like the Back to the Future one. Okay. You I want, did. You want to elaborate? Um, it had a good flavor, and it was smooth, and there was no aftertaste. And I appreciate that. And even though it's an IPA, I liked it. Okay. The Tangerine one, not so much. I'm sorry, friend who sent it to us. But it was too sweet and had a weird smell. Do you want to assign numbers to these at all? I guess so. <laughs> I'll give the Back to the Future one a five. And I will give the tangerine one a one. All right, I'll go next. <laughs> I will do this correctly, as opposed to pulling teeth way. I didn't pull any teeth. I have them all still. No, I pulled all the teeth. I still have my teeth. Uh, the Back to the Future one was okay. Chris really has nothing. wooden teeth. That's how old he is. <laughs> yeah. I can get those filed, by the way. Uh, nothing really special. Really uh, super carbonated taste. It's okay. I'm going to give it a three. The tangerine one I liked, surprisingly. I Good, drank you it can all. drink mine. I'm going to give that one a six. That yeah, one was smooth. The, my only complaint is I wish it had more of a tangerine flavor. It was kind of lacking in the tangerine, but... Uh, Don't do it. Yeah, that one was way smoother. I like that one better. Sabrina, she's taking another sip. Yeah, and I drink all mine. Um, okay, so the tangerine one, like, if you consistently drink it, it gets better because you forget what the first taste tastes like so it's not as awful Maybe but then if problem. you like stop and drink something else and then go back to it then it's like oh why am i drinking this that was my problem yeah. i didn't just drink it i like sipped it and then i sipped the other one Mm-mm. and then i sipped my floridian yeah yeah no i stuck with it and that's how i was able to finish it so i'd say one because i really didn't like it but i was able to finish it but I'd also give it a two if I just kept drinking two straight. Like, I didn't stop. So, right. what is it then? <laughs> the one and a half. I've yeah. given it a one because I couldn't finish it, but I'll give it a two if I drank two, and I'm going to give it a three if I happen to have <laughs> I three mean, of them. I mean, if I'm not me that sex, crazy. <laughs> like, I wouldn't, like, I mean, I guess if it was maybe one big glass and I don't didn't know I was drinking three, then maybe. So, but, is two the final answer for a tangerine? No, it's a one. Okay. Because I stopped and then took another sip. So, but the Back to the Future one, the Gotta Get Back, that one I enjoyed. Uh, it's a five. Really, yeah. it had no flavor. I think it was good. I, I think compared it, to the Tangerine yeah. one, it was really good. I okay. think that's probably why it made it have a higher rating for me as well. Because I tried the Tangerine and I was like, "This is yeah. terrible," and I went back to drinking that. It was. That's why you got to go back. Yeah. Got to go back. See? Got to go back. Yep. All right, Beer Master. You got to go back. Can you give us a less confusing (laughs) rating than the two women did? I'm just... I I was hoping in this new year, Sabrina's beer rankings would be a little more straightforward (laughs) and not... You think she would have practiced at home? She had a month off. Yeah. Those were really straightforward. I understood them. Thank you. You're welcome. That's because you're sitting right in front of her. Yeah. I'm not sure if you still rated a one or a two. It's a one. It's a... Listen, I'm not sure if there were three or two of us in class, but all I know is that there's one and a half now. <laughs> Listen, she... That was my favorite part of the whole rated script. Rated them the same <laughs> as I did. 
See? Because we're would John right. rate him? Which, Which John? John? The short one or the long one? <laughs> 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 so, the Gotta Go Back, I feel, is a very typical IPA. It's just a standard American style. I don't find it to be West Coast. Like, it's not... It, it's... It's all right. I don't even know what that means. I don't but know. I expect it to be like hoppier, juicier. Oh. It was simple. He expected it, was, it to be more like Biggie Smalls. Yeah, because it's going to make me go back, back to Kelly. Kelly. I thought you wanted to be a baller. Oh, I'm Shot sorry. Baller. Uh, Tupac Shakur. I had him backwards. <laughs> oh, sorry. The beer was hypnotizing me. <laughs> Mama. But, but honestly, I just I felt it was a very standard IPA. That's what I was Nothing saying. to write home about. It's good, but very basic. I'm like going to give it a you. three. What? you yeah, basic. The tangerine one, I got the tangerine taste right away. Oh, yeah. Terrible. But I felt misled by the milkshake style IPA. I was expecting it to be like hazier, creamier, something. Instead, like looking at it, it's just, I don't know, meh. They almost look the same. You get the tangerine right off the bat when you drink oh, the yeah, tangerine the, one. The smell of it, it's very overpowering. We all know how I am about my smells and my beers. So, but that one was just, it was okay. That one doesn't smell. No, it smells like hops. It uh, smells like dog pee. I'm it's so like glad I don't interrupt line. them during their ratings. <laughs> <laughs> all I smell is hops. This one is tangerine. Yeah, and pee. It's just hops. It's hops like, and you know, pee. It's like it's a I beer. I never said pee. Sabrina said I did. pee. I know she did. That's it's like gross. But it's not like fresh dog pee. It's like when you've come across we're <laughs> like it's been for a couple days and you're like oh god i would just like to point out we don't write sabrina's tangents in there they are all natural That's and we just yeah. kind of just bite at it each time they are not in the script the two johns was a true story yeah it's true so is me keeping storage in my dishwasher did you ever rate the tangerine or did you no i haven't but i'm gonna give it a i'm gonna give it a one yeah, it's one. I uh, just because like there was no creaminess for like a milkshake style IPA, and it was just bitter. Didn't have like what I was looking for in it at all. I felt very again. I feel very misled by it, so I'm just disappointed there. So I'm giving it a one for that. All right, Bono. Whoa, I am not that preachy. <laughs> well, you still haven't found what you're looking for. Uno, dos, tres, catorce. Hello, hello. <laughs> Hola. <laughs> All right, Sabrina, do you remember where they can find us? Uh, they can find us on Facebook under the official Podcast 42 Facebook page. You can also find us anywhere that you can find a podcast. So congratulations. If you're listening to us now, you've found us. Yay. Yay. Our website is podcast42show.wordpress.com. We have all of our beer listings on there, all of the shows, all of that fun fact and information. So go check it out and go find another episode to watch, like Ferris Bueller. Uh, we're also part of the Podfix Network. Or listen to. Yeah, you can't watch us. Well, they can, I watch things in my mind as I'm listening. Okay. Although I do say we should be live. <laughs> we like, should. Videotapes live. Working I, on it. I did a little today. Uh, That's JL. what the stand is for, actually. Oh. And our yeah, email. Yeah, that's all in the budget. That's <laughs> our email is podcast42show at gmail.com. Go ahead and send any comments, show suggestions, 
uh, any words of advice, anything at all, really, we enjoy hearing from you. So go ahead and email us there. And our phone number is 727-238-5887. You can call us there and, I don't know, leave us a message. Our artwork is I by miss Cute Bruder. Panda. I miss Bruder, too. Wow. Artwork by Cute Panda. You can find Cute Panda for commissions on Facebook. And our theme music is by Cremo. Find more music on Cremo.net. All right, excellent. Well, we're glad to be back. And I am Christopher DeVos. I'm Sabrina Pierre. Jail Trost. I'm Laura. Bye. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Catch you on the flippity flop. Gong. Not all conversations or events are 100% accurate. As if you didn't figure that out already. But things are changed or added, or even deleted for the sake of attempted comedy. All sources are never verified, and all information is subject to being slightly sketchy. In other words, we are just having some fun. Thank you for listening. This has been a transmission of the Podfix Network. For more about this show and other great Podfix programs, go to podfixnetwork.com.